0: Hello, this is Steph Reed, and welcome to episode number seven of the Autism Spectrum Teacher podcast. This podcast is all about sharing information and practical advice related to the teaching and learning of autistic and neurodiverse learners. Now, good autism practice is good practice for everyone. Today's special guest is Angela Charalambus, who's a reading specialist at the Workshop Reading Centre in Johannesburg, South Africa. Angela gives some really good advice about supporting children who are having reading difficulties. And this advice isn't just great for autistic children, but a lot of different learners. So if you're thinking about helping and supporting a child in your life who's perhaps having some difficulties with reading, there is lots of great information coming up. This is a particularly personal topic to me. I am dyslexic and have had some reading challenges in my education and there are strategies that I still use now to make reading more comfortable, which I do talk about in this episode. So, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation with reading specialist Angela Charalambis. Here comes the intro! And here's your host, my favourite teacher, Steph Reed! Angela, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Now you run the workshop reading centre in Johannesburg. I'd love to hear how you're helping children with reading difficulties.
1: Sure. Thanks, Steph, for having me. Um, We're based, yes, in Johannesburg, and basically we work with children with with reading difficulties. Um, And the areas that we cover are doing assessments for children that struggle to read Um, We do dyslexia screening tests as well. Um, And then anything that follows on from that remediation work, um, I brought in an intervention from Australia called Cellfield, which works with the way that the brain processes information during reading. Um, And we have some lovely improvements um, with that intervention. It's not a method of instruction for reading, but it's it's a method, um, a program where children work on computer and it works with the way that the brain processes information um, for reading. Oh. And then having come out of that, we, we realised that a lot of parents and teachers also need support with children with difficulties and that led to the development of various workshops that we run um, for children, comprehension, inferential skills, that type of thing, um, yeah. and for parents as well as teachers.
0: And do you support many autistic children?
1: We've certainly... D- worked with some children that are Mm -hmm. high-functioning. And I think just, you know, in the the classroom environment, we, we really need to be ensuring that our teachers have the tools to be able to support children whatever their neurodiversity is and um, I think you you know I tried to find a statistic of what percentage of autistic children have reading difficulties and the information that I found varied from one in ten to four in ten children Mm -hmm. um, with autism having reading difficulties so um, I don't want to put my head on a block and say you know this Mm -hmm. is the percentage (laughs) Um, but certainly If I, if I look at skills in the classroom environment where a teacher can do things to assist children that are, you know, not neurotypical, um, things like making learning multi-sensory, using a lot of visual information, um, yeah. flashcards and pictures, um, things like that in allowing children to present um, in a different format, maybe in a PowerPoint presentation as opposed to doing a lot of writing, mm. um, allowing them to work in their area of interest. Mm. Um and really, just um you know accommodating children in ways that they need um, a lot of children with with um that are very have a lot of sensory issues um whether they are autistic or not, we need to accommodate them in a classroom by making sure that they be sensitive to whatever sound or light um is in their environment, and you know we want them to be relaxed and comfortable in that learning environment yeah yeah and in this way that we are teaching children with difficulties um by breaking up the lessons into manageable chunks revising what's been doing what's been done before um giving an outline of where we're going so just making sure that the child is comfortable of where we've been and where we're going in terms of the lesson plan and so on yeah um so, you know, starting early um direct and explicit instruction, breaking up instructions into little manageable chunks, um all of those things that I think we we need to do with with children that struggle with learning would be relevant for autistic children as well,
0: yeah, yeah, and everything you just said there would help all children, yes yeah, all those all those strategies that you know really make learning visual and multi-sensory and and like you said breaking down tasks into into manageable chunks and and revisiting learning yes they can help all children and and I'm I quite often have conversations with uh teachers and head teachers and talking about how good autism practice and good inclusive practice is good practice for all children
1: yes precisely it really really is um and i think you know there there's definitely an intersect of of children with for instance attention difficulties and autism you know so mm. um for instance You know, sensory processing or meltdowns and social skills could be um, an an intersect for both of those areas. Mm. So I think we just really need to be educating and and supporting teachers so that they can support children. Um, And I think that worldwide is is something that needs to be done.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, just so that we can, you know, make teachers aware if that child has a reading difficulty, don't make them read aloud in, in, in a classroom situation so that we, we really can accommodate and, and get our children through the schooling system, as I said, with their confidence and their self-esteem as intact as possible.
0: Teachers and teaching assistants, do you want to feel really prepared and equipped to meet the diverse needs in your class? Do you want to effectively manage, de-escalate, and minimize behavior that's challenging? Do you want to confidently and effectively lead your team in the classroom to maximize impact? Or do you want to stop spending lots of time looking for resources and strategies? Then I'm here to help. Autism for Teachers is an accessible anytime online training course designed to help teachers and teaching assistants meet the holistic needs of autistic children and young people. After consulting in lots of different schools as an autism specialist teacher and advising hundreds of teachers and school leaders on high quality autism provision and practice, I've put together Autism for Teachers to give you an easy and accessible way of gaining the practical strategies and resources that are going to help you effectively support autistic children's learning. Expand your knowledge of autism, developing communication, supporting sensory processing, emotional regulation, behavior and social interaction with a comprehensive resource base of bite-sized videos featuring lots of practical ways that you can help and support children's learning, progress, and well-being. Perfect for busy teachers. You can gain a toolbox of evidence-based strategies and skills as well as downloadable resources such as visual support like timetables or editable documents like behaviour support plans or classroom organisation. We also have packages for schools. Come and join now at autismspectrumteacher.com to get started straight away. Yes, definitely. I can really relate to that. I'm dyslexic and when I was at school, I was filled with so much anxiety and dread if I knew that I was going to have to read out loud or if the teacher just randomly picked somebody. So that's something that I don't do in my own teaching practice. When we're thinking about children with reading difficulties, boosting confidence is so important. Some strategies that help me as a reader... Because to me, text looks like it's vibrating. So bright lights really don't help. And a colour filter or coloured overlay over a page or a screen can make reading a bit more comfortable.
1: Well, it's a, it's such a simple thing, you know, and yeah. to, to put a colour overlay onto a white page. And, and if that's going to assist a child, mm. um, it's such a simple little tool to use just to make them more comfortable with reading. yeah. Yeah. Um, so where we need to just be sensitive to all of those things, and again, coming down to just a bit of um, awareness and, uh, you know, from the the a parent and the teacher perspective as to what tools can be used in the classroom just to to accommodate children.
0: Yeah, and I really liked what you said about using the child's interests because, especially for young children, to try and engage them in reading when they've got something about their favorite characters or they're, you know if they love cars or they 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 love superheroes having a, a book about that is already going to capture their their interest no matter what their needs are so um, yes yeah, it's, it's really important to to use and harness those interests
1: Absolutely. And I think we want to maintain a love of reading even for children that, that struggle with reading. Um, we recommend reading from three different areas. So reading really easy material, which boosts confidence. Um, You know, either a comic book or reading a simple book to a younger sibling or something like that that is below age level, but something that they cope really well with. Um, And that really does um, boost their confidence and give them that feeling of I really can do this. Mm. Um, and then reading at an age-appropriate level, so a school reader or something where they cope with most of the material, but there are new words there to push them a little bit so that they grow yeah. and the skill develops. And then reading at a, a, a difficult or an above age level, mm. and that would be something, as you said, that is an area of interest, and it may be a book that is more difficult, mm-hmm. um and I would say to parents, continue reading with your child yeah. um, as long as you can as long as you can beyond the junior primary and you know into the the middle phases of school um, and that would be something that is of interest to them. so a book on dinosaurs that they perhaps wouldn't cope with themselves, but yeah. it really does give an opportunity to spend that time together and a little bit of snuggle time with the parent um you know, can only just manifest that love of reading and continue to keep them interested in books, even if it's something that is a challenge for them um, in the school environment, you know, mm-hmm. to have that one-on-one time where you're reading something that you really enjoy and are interested in. Um, and and we say it doesn't have to be something that they are reading themselves, but for a parent to still read to, to a child, um, it just keeps that love of reading alive.
0: Yeah, no, that's really important, especially to see your parents enjoying reading as well. Um, already, that's going to spark an interest from, from children. Angela, I wonder if you have any success stories you could share. I really love to hear about, you know, when things go really well. Uh, maybe it's a specific child or a group of children or something that something that's worked really well.
1: Um, we, we have, we do have, and especially around, um, the cell field intervention, um, where we have parents coming in with children who don't want to read. And, um, obviously if a task is difficult, they're not going to want to, to do it. Um, so we, you know, we put children through the intervention or work with them in the remedial environment, and we've had feedback from parents. Um, one child that I've uh, worked with had a convergence issue. So she had a visual processing difficulty and she went for her visual therapy. But because of this, this visual processing difficulty, she hadn't wanted to read. Mm. So she was behind her reading age. And we really just wanted to bring the auditory and the visual together and we put her through the cell field intervention. Um, she was one of my first cell field clients, actually. Mm. And... Um, Her mum phoned me a couple of weeks after the the self heal treatment and said to me, I just have to share with you that I was walking down um, the passage last night and I I, I looked at her, I walked past her room and I said, Put down that book and turn off that light. (laughs) She says, as I stepped back into the passage, I thought, oh, my goodness, is that really the child that I just said those words to? (laughs) You know, she was a child who had never wanted to read, and all of a sudden she, because it was now something that was easier for her, she just developed this love of reading and and discovered the world of books and became a little bookworm. Um, And she went on to to study medicine, actually. Mm. So, um, you know, from a child that was struggling with reading to have this – big academic career yeah uh, something quite remarkable and um just to 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 show children that it can be something that they can overcome and something that can be used as a tool for them you know reading for so many children is an obstacle for their academic journey as opposed to something that should be easy and and something that they should be able to use to learn Mm. um and yeah, we've got, we've got a couple of stories like that, but, but that one really is very special to me because yeah. um, you know, those children become my children. Yeah. <laughs> i sure it's the same for you with the children that you work with, you, you really take their struggles on board. So it's yeah. very rewarding to, to get that kind of feedback.
0: Are you a parent or carer looking for ways to help your child's development? Are you looking to upskill your own knowledge to help you better advocate for your child? There is a lot of information out there and I certainly know it can feel very overwhelming trying to navigate it all to find ways that are really going to help your child and their progress. Autism for Parents is an accessible anytime online course full of bite-sized videos and downloadable resources, giving you lots of practical ways and tips that you can help your child in the areas of developing communication, sensory needs, behaviour, emotional regulation, transitions and social interaction. I'm also offering further personalised support with myself, Steph Reed, an autism specialist teacher and consultant to help you identify tailored ways to help your child. Come and join now at autismspectrumteacher.com. Yeah, especially when you see the impact that it has on their life, you know, and to hear that she went on to to study medicine that's yeah that's brilliant the impact being able to to read and want to read Angela before we finish um it's been so great to speak to you and you've said you've given so many tips here uh tips and advice yeah is there anything else that you'd like to share with the parents or teachers who are listening that may if they're they're, they have a child who's perhaps Learning to read or um, having reading difficulties. There is—is is there something that you would like to say to them that would be the first thing they try, or any advice or a takeaway from this conversation?
1: Um, I think, it, it, you know, a child can succeed, and I think that's important to just keep in mind
0: um,
1: that every child is different and they can succeed no matter what their difficulty is. Um, And if you get the support that you need, um, get the assessments done, liaise with the schools, um, and really as much as possible try and keep that child's confidence and self-esteem intact, Because, you know, we see people that are successful in all walks of life with whatever difficulties they have. So I think we just have to, you know, keep that as a a big picture and a takeaway Mm. that, you know, we can work through this. Um, There is a lot of support and it can be done. Yeah.
0: Mm. Brilliant. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you.
0: Yes, and you. And um, yeah, I'll have to um, catch up with you again in the future. And you'll have to let me know when you're coming to London.
1: (laughs) I will do. I definitely will do. Thanks, Steve.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Angela Charalambus from the Workshop Reading Centre in Johannesburg. Lots of strategies there to help our readers be more confident and support them to enjoy reading. You can find more information about this episode on the podcast page on the website autismspectrumteacher.com. You can find me on social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube with the username Steph Read Autism. So let's connect. Also, come and join our Facebook group, Autism and Inclusive Teaching Ideas, where we're supporting each other, sharing information, strategies, good tips, or come and ask a question. I would really appreciate and love to know what you think about the podcast. So if you can leave a review on the podcast platform, for example, on Apple Podcasts, this would be so helpful to me and also to other people who are looking for this type of information and help them to find it. If you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast in your chosen podcast platform such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Android and then you'll get the next episode sent straight to your device. If you'd like to find out more information about how I could support you, your family or your school or service, please send me an email to steph at autism dot com. Okay, enjoy the rest of your day and I will speak to you in the next episode. Take care, bye-bye.